Hi, thanks for tuning in today. Welcome to the first edition of Tech Vines, a podcast where we talk about cool technology and drink wine and talk about Yay. that as well. <laughs> um, we've been talking about doing this for a while now, over a year. And now that we have some time on our hands due to the COVID virus, we actually got off our butts to kick it off. Um, I'm Colin Gallagher, and I'm joined by my compatriots. Melissa Gurney-Green. I work at HashiCorp, and I'm super excited to be here. I've known Colin for a while. And, of course, um, where would we be without? Without me? Oh, please. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I'm Scott Delaney. I'm with uh, Dell Technologies, and uh, Colin and Melissa and I um, go back several years. So this is something that uh, I know personally I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, two things I think that we've always had a pretty good uh, history of being able to do well together. One is talk about technology, and two, probably even better, is, is to be able to drink some nice wine. So this is a, uh, a great forcing function to be able to put those two worlds together, finally. Yes, a very happy, happy hour to all of you. <laughs> Indeed. For each of you, I should say. Yeah. And I'm Colin Gallagher. I'm the um, host for this episode, but we're going to rotate that as we go forward. Um, I work at Hitachi Ventara, um, um, do marketing there. And so we're going to um, kick off this podcast now and talk about a variety of things. But first and foremost, what is everybody drinking tonight? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll go first with that. I am drinking Passover leftovers. <laughs> so this is Yogev. <laughs> it is uh, a mix of Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot. And it's kind of a dry red wine, but um, I had other plans and um, our stash got a little low. So, <laughs> But like when I think of Passover wine, all I can think of is Manischewitz. Like how does that compare? Oh, this is this is not sweet. <laughs> so so I kind of I kind of did this whole thing where where it's like, OK, the whole deal behind Passover is like you do four cups of wine with dinner. Right. I cannot do that much sweet wine. And Menachevis is very, very sweet. It's like it's like grape juice on sugar. <laughs> it, it's like you need insulin after it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even one glass, it's 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 very intense. So so I'm like, I'm gonna find some kosher wines that are actually wine and not just this sugar high thing. So I um hit up I hit up Total Wine <laughs> just did a search for kosher wine and ordered a bunch of bottles to to randomly try and this one came up. So here we are. <laughs> Recommended? Yes, definitely. I mean it's it's still kosher wine. Like it's not um I hate to say this, but they're just not as awesome as other wines. Uh, but um <laughs> but this one is pretty good. So definitely recommend. Okay. And Scott, what are you good. drinking? So, you know, I was, uh, I was on a mission yesterday because I knew I was going to have to not only pick a, a nice wine, but I was going to need this whole, you know, backstory. So um, I, I did go out and I did spend a fair amount of time. Now, normally my go-to is I, I like reds and, and normally a red blend and usually an Italian blend. So I've been, you know, kind of really stuck on kind of, you know, the, the, the Tuscan blends are, are usually my go-to. Um but my inventory, surprisingly, has been depleted, so I needed to go out and, and restock. So I want to get something fun that had a, had a good story. 
and I found uh, I was I was looking for something from you know the great state of Washington so that we could you know have this whole local discussion about you know Melissa's backyard and all of that stuff. But I I found uh, a um, a Syrah, believe it or not, um, which is actually very nice. It's uh, it's called uh, Motor City Kitty. Um, so it's this little um, winery just outside of Seattle. I believe it's in Walla Walla, if I remember where it came from on the uh, on the website. Um, very nice, very fruity. So I'm like I'm like very much like Melissa. I don't like sweet wine. I like it to be, you know, definitely dry. Definitely have some, you know, a, a lot of uh, fruity flavor in it, but not be just like overwhelmed with kind of like the sugar for that. But but more importantly, Colin, um, you you obviously you know this is this is wine is your ballywick when it comes to you know uh, expertise in many different areas. So I, I I'm curious as to what you're drinking, and and more importantly, how much thought went into that? Is this something you just randomly went down and pulled off of the uh, uh, the the uh, the wine rack, or was this something that you've been saving for a special occasion? Uh, this is something I've been saving for a special occasion. Um, oh, my my, suppl my supply is also low, <laughs> um, um, even though I went and bought uh, $500 worth of wine at Costco over the weekend. <laughs> but that's I wanted something actually special and interesting. Um, and I also wanted something that was tech-related. So I have a bottle of Piketty, um, which is one of my favorite. One of my favorite vineyards, and if you have to, I mean, not just because they have a cool, no label, right? They actually write on the bottle or print on the bottle itself directly. Um, so I think that, you know, as a, as a marketeer, I find that interesting. But they're also located in the hills of Cupertino. And I ran into them on a visit to Apple about six, seven years ago. And thought I'd hit some wineries in the South Bay. And this is one of the oldest wineries in California. It's 200 years old. They're up in the hills. You don't get cell service up there. So you leave your tech world and go into this. Um, and it's on this old farm that's been around and there's a nature preserve next to it. They have peacocks on the property. Um, um, and it's this old barn. And it's just this great experience. Um, and it's fun. And they make really fantastic wines. And they do a wide variety of stuff. Um, I, I have my wine club from them. I have a wine club from them. Um, they don't really ship. They ship a little bit in California. So I used to pick it up when I was down there um, visiting VMware or, or now when I'm there for work. Um, but because of this, I've, I have six bottles <laughs> sitting in California waiting for me to pick up for the, of the new stuff. But um, they do a bunch of stuff. This is a red table wine of theirs called Brothers Blend. Um, it's a Rhone style wine. Um, so it's really nice. Um, but the, they do a bunch of stuff they do, and they do it all really well. Um, they do some Sangiovese, which is really rare to get grown in the U.S., particularly in California. Um, they do some Tuscan-style stuff as well, Scott, so I'll have to have that for next time. But um, they're just really cool, nice, engrossing reds. And one of the ones that I'll do maybe at a future time for some... When we, when we celebrate our 100th episode, I'll open a bottle of... They do a Brute Zinfandel. So Ooh. it's a bubbly Zinfandel done champagne-style, and it's really, really nice. Anyhow. Anyhow, enough about the wine for now. Back to the tech for a second. Okay, um, well, no, wait, wait, wait. We got a uh, cheers. Uh, <laughs> oh, cheers, 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 yes, cheers. To, uh, yes. to, to episode one of, uh, of Tech Vines, and just for the backstory, Melissa does get credit for coming up with the name. So we did, uh, we did go back and forth for, for a few days. So um, we did have a, a deal. Whoever uh, came up with the name, we were going to go ahead and uh, ship a bottle of, uh, of wine. So um, I'll go ahead and I'll 
We'll do Yay. those. We'll do those. By the way, when you guys get nose rings in the mail in a couple of days, those were from me. So um, make sure that, you know, you post something on social media with your new fancy nose ring. Absolutely. So the theme, yeah. <laughs> where do you go from? How do you? How, where do you go from? How do you? How do you? How do you, you're the host. How do you follow? Go? How do you? How do you follow a nose ring? That's a mic drop moment, Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, no. So the theme we decided to start off with today is, you know, all of us have been in. Um, data, uh, data storage in the past. Um, we spent a lot of time talking about business continuity. Um, but I find myself for the first time figuring out how do I continue my own business. Um, all of us have also worked a lot remotely, but you know this is a whole new level of that. So we thought we'd share tips and tricks and best practices and struggles and things that make us drink wine um, <laughs> as, we tr- as, as we try and keep our own per- personal business continuing. Um, so I know, Scott, you had a bunch of suggestions that you were going to talk about for what's making you work from home, because work from home is relatively new for you. You were always in the office guy. I was, well, no, I was never really always in the office. I was always on the road. So, you know, my my nine to five was usually, you know, going from, from city to city to, you know, go to different conferences, talk to different customers, meet with partners, talk to the guys, uh, the, the folks out there in the field. So I was you know, easily more than half of my time last year was, was definitely, you know, was, was travel-based. So it's been definitely a bit of an adjustment because I'm not used to being kind of home and, and in one place for, for such a long period of time. And even when I was, there was always the ability to kind of go into the office and at least see people and have that social activity and, you know, hang out in the, the little bistro area where coffee you know, you can get a coffee in the middle of the day and, and just kind of see people and catch up on things. So that was that was always kind of cool. So a, a, a bit of an adjustment, definitely. But the thing that, that that's interesting is that the volume of, of interaction and work really hasn't changed. If anything, I would say it, it's gone up because, you know, when you were physically going in and, and even traveling, you know, you had kind of these normal business hours, right, where it was just, you know, kind of morning and, and afternoon and then you were done. But now I'm, I'm finding things, you know, starting a little bit earlier, believe it or not, as well as going later, much later. So it's not uncommon to have something set up at like six, seven o'clock, which, you know, back in the day would be like, oh, man, I got to be here until six, seven o'clock. But but now it's kind of like, oh, cool, I got something at six, seven o'clock to do. Right. So that's one of the reasons, uh, obviously, you know, hanging with, with you guys for, for a little bit was, was definitely something I was looking forward to. But just having something at the end of the day where you can talk to people and, and have have some some interaction is, is kind of cool. So that's it's it's been an adjustment, but I'm, I'm getting through it. And I I, I think um, I know for myself and I think for a lot of people that I've talked to, we're getting a lot more comfortable with it. Um, so it was kind of foreign and how's this going to work and, you know, what's it going to look like and is it going to feel different? And it is. But once you've done, you know, half a dozen you know customer meetings and, and they've all been you know, over Zoom and, you know, the first you kind of work out the kinks a little bit in terms of just the logistics and the technology piece. But but once you've done it, then, you know, they, they, they come pretty pretty easy in order, in order to do it. So that, that's been my experience. Are customers receptive to doing things? I mean, I, I remember when I used to do customer meetings, you know, the sales teams would make you fly out across the country for a, you know, one hour, two hour meeting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's I, I would tell you it's way easier now to get uh, time with customers because people are available, right? They're, they're not going into the offices. They may have meetings, but if you've got something going on, then, you know, you can 
scheduled something. And, you know, I would say when you, when you would go visit a customer in office, if you could get, if you could get two to three people to show up to the meeting, two to three of the key people to show up to the meeting, that was a major score, right? That was, that was a win. Now what I'm finding is we're, we're setting these things up and there's 10, 12, 15 people um, from, from the customer side um, participating in, in these. So it's, uh, you know, the, 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 the amount of people in the, in the reach is definitely getting better. It's, it's a different interaction, right? Because again, you're not physically there. You're not coming in with, you know, Panera sandwiches for everybody. You're not going out and, you know, having a, having a, you know, a drink with, with folks after, after the meeting. So, um, you know, that part of it is different, but I, I, I think it's, it's been working. I, I know, again, I, based on how busy I've been, you know, you would think that I'd be sitting and watching, you know, Netflix all day long. And it's like, you have to kind of force yourself to, to take a break, right? To kind of, all right, I got to get away from for an hour and just kind of like disconnect and go do something because, you know, before you know it, it's dark outside. And it's like, oh man, and you're still going. Okay, Melissa, over to you. Important question. <laughs> video, video on or off when you're doing something? Always on, always on. Even even before this happened, almost always on. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll be having a bad hair day. And if I don't throw on the beanie, it's uh, <laughs> video off. But almost always on. Um, I've, I've been in this role now for almost two years. It's hard to believe. But um, and completely remote. So a lot of these lessons that everybody's learning now, I learned kind of early, but still not the same. Right. So um, so definitely video on, um, mostly just so that people can can have that sense of connection. And um, with video off, when you're just hearing the audio, it's hard to really retain um, people's interest and attention. There's so many distractions. I mean, even sitting here now and talking to you all, I have about 50 tabs <laughs> open in my browser um, on my work computer on that separate monitor going. And it's it's easy to kind of lose sight of, of the fact that that you're engaged, you're, you're still doing business, you're still kind of talking to people, but you want that authentic connection as much as possible. So definitely video on. So I've got a, I've got a quick story on, on the video. So we, when we talk about kind of the technology tips, right? One of the things I realized is that, you know, if you want, you know, the full video experience and kind of that, that more, you know, more of a, more of a connection than as Melissa says, just a kind of a voice on the other line, you know, everybody's doing the video piece. So one of the things I invested in is a, is a really good um, HD camera, right? And, and you can see the difference. And I've had people, you know, even ask about, you know, what kind of camera are you using? So one of the things I did, so I made the joke about the nose ring. So I just had this fake nose ring. I don't even know where I got it from. And so I, I put it in for, for a meeting one day. And, um, and I was just curious, can people see this, right? Because sometimes it's blurry, the lighting, whatever. But everybody was like, you got your nose pierced? When did you get your nose pierced? You're wearing a nose ring. And I was like, well, you know, quarantine figure, you know, branch out and try new things. And so everybody, most people on the work side think that, I, that, I, that it's real. And so now I have to keep it in anytime I have a work conversation because I think... I've lost my mind here, so I, I want to per, 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 perpetuate um, that that mystique, if you would. <laughs> well, <laughs> go ahead. That's an interesting thing to do is like just change something, you know, keep it interesting, change something about your appearance and see how long it takes people to notice. Well, the next the next thing I'm thinking about doing is so, you know, big, big secret. So here's uh, a, a Tech Vines confession. So I, <laughs> I have blonde hair, but I, I'm not a real blonde. 
Oh no, really? There's a little bit of product, and you know now now I don't have the ability to get that taken care of as often, and so it's uh, it's obvious and, and apparent. Um, so I'm I'm thinking of going like radical, something that I could do and just buy a box of I don't know red or blue or something like that. So the, the next time you see me. You, you, you can actually think that I've actually lost my mind because I think I'm, I'm all red. But, but the other thing is that helps you stand out, right? So when you're, you're talking to a bunch of people, you know, they, you don't want to look like, no offense to the, to the folks in the field and on the sales and, and kind of the, the local SE side, but you don't want to look like one of them, right? And, and I, I've always believed that part of your brand is just kind of the, the overall image and, and appearance and, and, you know, looking different, sounding different and having a bit of a different, attitude i think helps stand out and build that brand so you know a lot of the a lot of the customers and people that i talk into the talk to in the field these are people that know me i know them i've been dealing with them for for years and years and i think again part of that is just standing out and not just looking a little different but but it definitely helps it definitely helps i think being at dell you have to go blue you just you just kind of have to go blue i i it's 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 tough, right? Like I went hot pink. Not that anybody can tell, but yeah. if you go red, I'm gonna have a field day on social media with this guy. So yeah, yeah, we're gonna pick on you if you go red. You you've kind of got to go blue. Like, I got blue a or some you, other color, but not red. I have a feeling I'm gonna get picked on either way, so there's no upside. <laughs> All I know is is I don't look blonde anymore, so I gotta do something about that. Cause uh, yikes, fix yeah. It. What about you, Colin? I'm a I'm a fan of the of the kind of marketing stunt with the hair as well. But but um, how's it been for you? It's it's been interesting, and for me, it's you know again I've done a lot of remote work. You know I was you know um, always worked at least one week or more from from home. Even when I worked at at EMC, I was doing on and off. Um, but my team does not work. They, they, they love to do the con call, but the video is hard for them to get it on. So I've been forcing them to turn the video on. And um, and even just, you know, I did some fun um, development things with them just to get them comfortable being video. So we, we actually did, um, we've had a, a virtual happy hour um, one night after work. Um, we all got online and drank. Um, we did, um, we did, you don't, we played the, you don't know Jack games online. Um, in terms of teams, which was which was good, uh, so really building up that that comfort to get on, you know, to turn on the cam. And I think so many people are afraid of, oh my God, you know, my dog is going to bark, my kid's going to walk in, you know, um, you're going to see how bad my house looks. Um, and I think people, you know, particularly in this time, you need to get over it. You just need to be comfortable and confident. And, you know, we're all dealing with that stuff where there's something crazy happens. But it's, but it's been good, and I think you know it's been also encouraging people to get, you know, the right tech for it as well. Um, you know, I think particularly, I'm, you know, you need to have the right quality. Um, you know, I think Scott's right about getting a good quality webcam. Um, I was always a big fan of that. Um, I lost mine at some place, so I need to figure out where my new one is. So I'm just using. I, I have it. To... That's that, uh, that. The one I have is yours. I stole it from you. So. Oh, that's where it went. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nice. Oh, was that the one that was in my office? Oh, that, that's why I can't find it. Probably. I mean, I, I know okay. I went through there and I ransacked anything that okay. wasn't bolted down. Okay. It's like, oh, look yeah. at this. Got some great but I'm also I'm also a big fan of using the right audio, and I love my um, my my desktop mic that I've got, um, you know, uh, because I think it, it helps give crisp audio quality. The the one on my speakers is awful, um, and so I, what I'd use is I use the um, the. Sorry, I really should know better not to touch the microphone while recording. Blue. Um, oh shit, what's this called? Um, Yeti, probably. Yeti, or... the, the Yeti, yeah. the Yeti. Sorry. Yeah, Yeti, it's the Yeti, same Yeti. as mine. Yeti. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, though, I, though, less tip, pro tip when ordering a Yeti, because uh, I'd used one before for some field work I was doing, some podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, and the company had it. I was like, great, I'm going to buy one for home because I really love the quality of it. Um, the Yetis come in different sizes. Yes. Um, I had a plan to order one that was like four inches tall, and I have one that's now eight. So you can say I'm a microphone size queen now. <laughs> it's, yep, huge. Yep. it's huge. But uh, so just pro tip, pay attention to the size when you're ordering on Amazon. So just, um, just saying, Melissa, Collins is bigger than yours. No, 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 no. Where's I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not sure it is. It's a different mount situation. I'm pretty sure he has oh, the same size right. as mine. I mean, I can kind well, of adjust the, it and show you. You have the, yeah, you have I, the professional articulating arm, the Atlantis Morissette kind of, yeah, recording <laughs> studio that you got going. Yeah, d- describe that for the audience, Melissa. Yeah, I've got uh, a road kind of um, boom arm going and, and a little um, kind of... Um, movement isolating ring going on i forget actually it comes from blue so um so the same people that make the yeti make um make this kind of noise isolation thing so if i bang on the desk a little bit you can hear the noise of me banging on the desk but it doesn't affect like the mic so much um it was all a setup that actually uh, a friend of ours brian carpenter suggested when i started to get into podcasting so um still using it still great also got my sure headphones in so that i can kind of isolate the sound and hear a little better um still not quite the audio file uh <laughs> that i'd like to be but uh but it's it's been working pretty well for me definitely recommend speaking of carpenter uh he recommended my elgato key light so um which is what i'm using to light myself because lighting is also important when you're doing these things um what are people using for lighting I just have a couple of desk lamps that are throwing off some some backlight, but yeah. So I have light behind me, right? Because I don't want that to be kind of like too, um, um, too dark. And then I have light in front of me, so you know. But but I don't want to like you know burn out or anything like that. The um the the image of the of the background. And by the way, I am gonna call lameness on. It was kind of cool when you could do you know the 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 little pictures in the background, like the green screen stuff. So that was kind of like the rage when everybody kind of got on Zoom and they'd be like, oh, you're on an island or, you know, there's the, the Golden Gate Bridge behind you. But listen, I want to see where you are. I want to see what you're up, where you're located. Yeah, exactly. So Melissa just switched. So now she's, in the, uh, she's got the Northern lights. Yeah, yeah the Northern <laughs> lights. Um, I want to I want to see where you are. I want to see what the what the home office looks like because that's what that that's what I'm curious because that's that's what I'm doing. And a lot of times is you know for for folks if I'm not speaking I'll go through and I'll just kind of check it out and be like all right what's their office look like oh look oh Colin's got some nice bar stools in the back those are cool and you know he's got all this great art I got really nothing here I just I had to order something on Amazon because I had these this gray wall behind me and it literally looked like a prison cell and I was like, oh god, I gotta get something for the background. So I'm still kind of a, a work in uh, progress over here as far as the um, uh, the office for uh, for decor, but it's it's not bad. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't have um, a good lighting setup, so I've got the um, canned lighting in the room, which is terrible. Um, but to that point, like light behind you needs to be off to the side. Like it can't just be behind you. There can't be this giant halo of amazingness. Otherwise (laughs) it gets pretty weird, pretty fast. But, um, 
aside from the lights above me, I've kind of got the light from the monitor, which helps, but I, I do need to invest in a good light. So I'll be looking into um, Colin, I guess by proxy, Brian's solution for that. <laughs> he's good at this stuff. Yeah, he's good at it. What I like about the key light is actually you can change the color um, and brightness. Um, and at least for me, at least because I'm a Mac guy, uh, there's a little control panel on the Mac. You can change it on the fly. You know, so I can actually click. If you like control panel, I can make it you know, change a different color. Right? Oh, that's better, actually. I should, I should be doing that. Yeah, it's definitely brightness. better. Ooh, that's too bright. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm just playing. Yeah, that's actually better now. Yeah, so then it works, yeah. I, I struggle with, so I've got good lighting here. I've got the Elgato key light. What I struggle with is I sit right next door to um, my walkout patio um, and I get a lot of natural light coming in from there. And so that sort of washes out either me or the background. Well, I, I like the setting here for night. So sometimes, particularly during the day, I have to adjust the lights, which is why I like that software control panel because I can just go in and be like, okay, so what you guys saw was the lighting I was doing yesterday. We were overcast and it was dark and now it was brighter here. So I've got a I've got a pro tip. So when it comes to so you know you've got an afternoon call or whatever, and it's technically five o'clock somewhere, so you're gonna have a glass of wine. So I notice you guys have sort of figured this out because organically you kind of come to the realization that your wine glass should not be a stemmed wine glass. It should be of the the milk glass quality, right? So just a simple glass and with with the wine in it because then that minimizes the uh, the spill factor. But the other thing that I've learned, and it's been through experience, is you always want to have a dish towel handy at the desk because the <laughs> worst is, and it's happened more than once, you knock something over and you're like, oh, snap. And it's like, well, what do you do, right? And you're there using your socks or whatever to try and mop it up. So the other thing is, again, pro tip, have a dish towel handy no. <laughs> near the desk. Stop leaving it. Leaving a That's, dish towel next to your computer well, looks a little sketchy. Well, it totally <laughs> does. Like off, I don't need a dish off, towel. Like it's 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 off it's off camera. And it's clean. It's legitimate. It's clean. So I, it hasn't okay. been uh, soiled yet. So uh, yet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I just got it. I get it now. What you're talking about? Oh. Hey. This is a this is a corporate uh, connection right here. We're on VPN, so. So speaking of wine, what's been people's most favorite wine experience lately? Ooh. I would say anything where there's like another human being involved. The <laughs> virtual know, the happy ones. hour is definitely <laughs> up there. Yeah, that's <laughs> those are those have been actually kind of fun, and we we we've done a a, a few of them. We probably need to do more. I do like your idea. So I have a I have a small team that that works for me, and they're all um, you know they're all recent college um, hires, and so they're they're pretty new, and they they've been doing a good job with the kind of work from home thing, but they they kind of feel guilty because it's like you know I need to be busy, I need to be busy. So we're just looking to kind of you know I wouldn't say give them things to do, but just build more of a community. But I like the idea of doing a virtual game. So I think for for the next time we get together sometime next week, I'll have to uh, come up with some options and I'll just put something out there. Oh, that's right. I was going to give you, I forgot. Um, the other thing that we've done is we've done PowerPoint karaoke, uh, which is a great skill development. I think I mentioned this, Scott, I was going to get you the deck for this, or I told somebody I was going to get the deck for this. Um, uh, so PowerPoint karaoke is you you are given, you, you, you one person hosted, obviously you owns the Zoom or, or WebEx, whatever you're using pulls up a random slide deck that the person has never seen before. Um, it's, it's sort of Pekka Kucha style. Oh! And you, have to, and, you, and, you have, and you have 10 slides, and you have to present them in five minutes. 
Oh my goodness, this is exciting to me. And it's fun. It's a little embarrassing. <laughs> you get to see how people think on their feet. You get to see how people, you know, and it, it helps build those presentation skills. Because what do you do when you, you know, you're talking? And there's a theme. The first slide is always the theme, you know, like, and then, and then, but like in the middle of it, I got um, a graph that showed toilet thefts per around the world. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> And there was nothing scatological and I was going to it. I was like, oh! And yeah, so you have to figure out how do you pivot and adjust it. It's a great way to, you know, to do a little professional development, a little training, and but it forces people to think. So you can buy them from PowerPointKaraoke.com if you really want to do that. But I think it's a great you know, skill building technique for particular people who present all the time. You know, it helps you deal with that rude question, that, you know, the, the slide out of order or whatever it happens to be that we all deal with. The demo breaking. Oh my goodness, the demo breaking. The demos always break, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's handling it gracefully and making it look like nothing's wrong. Yeah. That's the challenge, right? <laughs> by, by the way, so so I'm glad. So I know you kicked us off with business continuity. We never even really touched the, the on that topic yet. But but another pro tip is so when I'm doing a, uh, a presentation, especially a customer presentation, I always make sure that I have a failover. Right. So if I'm presenting and something happens, so I have my, you know, my network here and it's, you know, 99% of the time I don't have any issues, but I've had a couple of times where things have dropped and, and stuff has happened. So I always make sure that I have somebody else there, especially if it's a big one where there's a lot of people involved that they at least have the deck and they have access to everything. So if something drops on my end, they can fire it up. So you just don't have people looking at, uh, looking at dead air. So that's the other the other pro tip is to kind of have a have a have a failover. So if something happens, you can read, write, enable the R twos and recover the workload. You guys, that's... Know, unfortunately, we all know what that means. So. I, I got yelled at for using for referring to something as an R two the other day. Oh my oh, god! I'm sorry. Someone said, "Oh, you're an EMC guy." Oh yeah. So what about wardrobe for working from home in a crisis? What's that look like for y'all? I gotta ask. It varies for me. I, I so I like to dress up. You know, again, I think, and you know, I, I like to make an impact, particularly if I've got customer, you know, analyst meetings and I'm going to be on camera. I want to have something, you know, memorable. Um, I have a, a line of shirts that I've invested in that are kind of interesting and unique, um, and I always like to show them off. Um, but for me, the challenge is getting them dry clean now. <laughs> So I'm, I'm limiting them, whereas normally I would wear them every day if I'm working from home. Now I'm just like, okay, is this a day where I have more than one of these calls and can I get by with them because then I have to run out and, you know, and find the, an open dry cleaner. Um, I have found one, but it's close. So it's sort of, it's sort of rashing the dry cleaning because God forbid I'm not going to iron in my own shirts anymore. Is, is it just the shirts? Are you, are you shirt, are you dress shirt pajama pants or what's that? Is it okay to ask that question? <laughs> I'm dress shirts and jeans. Um, I will. I am. I am most. I slack on on my feet. Um, I'll do slippers or socks or socks and slippers. And I, I actually got called out. We had to do. Um, uh, we were filming um, these videos at home with the green screen and things like that on an iPhone. Um, which, by the way, pro tip on the iPhone: the rear camera on the iPhone has better quality, which we all know, but also better autofocus. And and what did you have on your feet? And who called you out? So uh, our CMO said, you know, take some pictures while you're doing it to show how, you know, actually we're actually doing it at home. So I was in one of my best suits um, and a dress shirt and cufflinks because you guys know I like cufflinks. And I was wearing my red watch band, my red belt, and I was in athletic socks. 
because two things. One is that's what I wear all the time at home anyways. I slack on my feet no matter what I do. Um, and I didn't want to wear hard sole shoes because I thought I have a concrete floor here. I thought you might hear them as I move. And so I wore socks. And so, like, I got, you know, the, the entire co company called me out on Twitter for seeing this picture. Like, whereas everybody else, the mistake was everybody else, when they sent their pictures in, cropped themselves from the waist up or, or from below. I sent a full body picture. So, lesson learned is make sure you crop as well. Always crop. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, um, That's... That's kind of mean, though. Like you're yeah, doing what's fine. best for the sound. Yeah, people people should respect that. An old boss of mine told me that you know it's always good when you can play the fool. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Like they they love it when you're in charge and you play the fool. It's like ah. <laughs> everybody everybody describe their wine because we got to get back to the wine. Mine is almost gone. <laughs> <laughs> so um it's good i i like it um again it's uh it's dry it's fruity um it would actually pair well with a meal i think um you know something obviously like a like a like you know a good piece of steak or maybe mm. some um uh some sort of pork or something like that but it's good it's good i like it yeah i'm really enjoying this blend i forgot i i, I bought this last year uh, a couple of bottles, and this is the last one left, and I, I hadn't touched it in a while. Um, it's I like it because it's sort of it's it's I I'm not a big Pinot fan in general because I think I like my reds to be a little bolder in there, um, and so this but this is a little lighter than you know a Cab or a Zin or a Bordeaux blend would be or Malo, um, so it's nice. It's good. It's not it's a lighter red, but not you know a weak red. Um, oh, speaking of, I saw a great movie, a wine related movie on Netflix last night. If you haven't seen it. Uncorked. Unc uncorked. Uncorked. Ooh, as long as you didn't say it. the platform. No, no. It's it's about a it's about an inner, it's about an inner city kid studying to become a sommelier. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I will check that out. Um, and I actually have I have a friend who just uh, passed the master som exam, and so it was really interesting to see like you know her experience versus and like you know she wasn't making it up like you really have to be able to go in and blind taste test and and identify. Not just the blend or the varietal, but the region, the winery, and the year. They're really expected to do that shit. Ooh. Yeah, it's insane. Wow, that's that's remarkable. Yeah. If I can, if I can tell it whether or not it came from a box or a bottle, <laughs> I, <laughs> I consider that goals, to be an advanced. Yeah, that's yeah. an advanced palate over mm -hmm. over where I am. Yeah. <laughs> fair, what about fair. you, Melissa? How's your wine? It's it's dry. It's kind of earthy. It's a little heavier, I think. Um, it's you know I don't usually do blends, and and I sometimes that's a mistake. <laughs> but but if I'm doing a blend, it's usually because somebody suggested it. And um, but this one is is kind of nice. It's um, got this kind of woody earthy thing going for it. But one of the things I learned from my master psalm friend is that she said. Easy way to distinguish whether it's a European wine or a New World wine is does it taste blended? Because most European wines are blended, right? Um, you know, all, mm -hmm. all the the you know regions are all you know proprietary blends for those regions, and so that's the first thing. You know, I was like, how do you tell what you know where it's from? She's like, first is figure out if you know does it taste blended? Does it taste you know completely smoothed out? And then it's more likely 
uh, an old world wine. The other thing is also taste. You can taste the California growing season. California wines because there's so much more sun. They tend mm-hmm. they tend to have higher alcohol content because they get more sunlight, which produces more sugar content. Sorry, sorry. That's good to know. Wine, yeah, wine I, geek, wine I, geek. But yeah. Definitely. I, I, I love that because, because yeah, I think you're right. I think the reason I don't necessarily go to blends first is is because of my experience with American blends. <laughs> See, this is one of the things I miss about going to dinner with you, Colin, is because it was such a great experience because I would sit there and I would just, whatever whatever you would do, I would just say to the uh, to the waitress or the waiter, I'd be like, whatever he's having, just just double it. Do it exactly the same way. So it took all the thought out of it. It was always amazing. So, yeah, it's always an amazing experience having having dinner and drinks with you because because you can kind of go on cruise control and be like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> I am just here for the ride. Yes. <laughs> Especially when it's like uh, when you're when you're uh, not in the U.S. and you're international, because nine out of ten times you usually speak the language anyway. <laughs> Which is also great because it's like I don't know yes. what's coming, but he's got it taken care of, which is yeah. awesome as well. Well, thank you. Thank you. We'll have to do that again soon when we can actually physically gather again and do conferences again. I think yes, so. Please. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, cool. Well, we're coming to the top of the hour here. Um, even though we started recording, you know, not at the at, at the top at the top of the hour, but I think it's a good length. Um, anyhow, so hope folks enjoyed this. Um, we're going to do this again soon. We're going to have more wine. I think next time we do whites. Or if, can, can people prep for a white next time? Absolutely. I can totally do yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. I know, Scott, you're a big white guy, so we'll, we'll let you. Yeah. 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 I can. Uh, I, and, and you like white wine, too. Yes, exactly. So, so. Thank you for going there. Thank you for going there. It'll be with either blue or red hair, so we'll have to find. We'll have to tune in to see uh, which direction we go. But that'll be the uh, the big decision for the weekend. Tuning in to our first episode. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Post some feedback in in the comments. We will also have a couple links to the wines that we're drinking tonight in the show notes and a couple other interesting things. Um, so please check those out as well. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace out.